What's up, GD crew? We are back, Dougie in the booth. All three of us here this week. It's been two or three weeks since we had an episode. I hope everybody enjoyed our short, my short interview with Dylan last week or two weeks ago. When I can't even remember when that was now, but uh, last week, 20, 25, 28 minute chat with him was really good. Talked about his experience at the PGA Pro Championship uh, and some of his thoughts about course setup, uh, how the event went, how he prepared for it, and how he's hopefully. Uh, going to do better here in the next couple of years, but uh, great experience from him, and it was it was a fun chat. So I recommend going back and listening to that one. Vinny, Jake, what's going on, boys? It is the second major championship of the year week. What's yeah, man, on? pumped about it. We excited, Jake. You had like a mini major championship this past weekend. We'll talk about it in a little bit. And uh, Vinny, we went out and endured about two and a half hours of. Not torrential downpour, but uh, some steady rain yesterday to try and get the Houston Gentlemen's Cup crew familiar with each other. We were looking at some alternate shot pairings. It was pretty fun. Uh, actually, all four of our groups tied, so we got some uh, some, some strong players going into it, especially in uh, in the conditions we were playing in. I think every group had a natural birdie, so that's always good in an alternate shot. So we are two weeks away from the Gentlemen's Cup at. Uh, Big Cedar Lodge up in Branson, Missouri. Really looking forward to that. And I know the two of you guys are as well. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. I'm pumped for this trip, I think. I mean, I've seen it, heard about it. They're buying even more land. I think it's a really sick golf trip. Yeah, I think they're doing... Go ahead, Jake. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I'm I'm super excited for it. I can't wait to see, like, you know, in comparison to like doing Pinehurst last year, you know, COVID restrictions, obviously everything kind of changing and slowing down and get back to normal. And uh, yeah, just to see everybody and, and hang, I'm, I'm pumped about it. Yeah. The, uh, my, my buddy Blake, who Vince has met, he was there with his group last weekend and he sent me a few pictures of Payne's Valley and Buffalo Ridge and said, uh, the place is just absolutely pure. And so I, I can't wait to get up there. It looks so much fun. We're trying to, add another round of golf right now not for the competition itself but for more of a practice round working on that right now we're trying to see what we can do for the thursday afternoon when we get there uh we'll also have tom and patty in our yearly review show next week which will be the week prior to the gentleman's uh, cup so look for that that's always a fun one we'll talk about how people think they're going to do go through a little rapid fire at the end that's always a, f- a fun show for us uh, but anyways let's get into some some talk about pga which is this week at Kiowa Island. Before we talk about that quickly, I want to talk that Roy McIlroy back in the winter circle two weeks ago in the Wells Fargo Championship. That was the episode that Jakey and Vin, you guys did together. I do not remember who I took on the pod, but I did take Rory in our big pick for Vinny and I, so that was nice to move me back up into the top 25 and uh, also got Rory back on, on good track coming in as actually the, P- the PGA Championship at Kiowa defending champ. I know about a decade ago, and of course, is a little different, but it's a good time to catch catch fire. And then this past week in Vinny and I's home state at the AT&T Byron Nelson, which was at a new uh, a Club Corp-owned course, uh, TPC Craig's Ranch in McKinney, which is just northeast a little bit of Dallas, and uh, KH Lee getting his first victory there in what was a, uh, a boat race to the finish. Uh, I think 25 under par got it done for him. Uh, Spieth. Played really well day one, walk-off eagle. He did like two or three days in a row, right, with closing eagle on 18, yeah. which is mm-hmm. uh, pretty wild. He's coming in in some great form, obviously having a great year. But excited to see K.H. Lee, who's been up and around the leaderboard 
uh, the last probably five or six events and, and finally got a win. And uh, I thought it was really cool. I, I didn't see much of the event, but I did see that he's a big uh, idol or his idol is KJ Choi. And KJ was there to congratulate him on the 18th tee. So, or 18th green, excuse me. So pretty cool to see that. Uh, Vinny, I think you might've seen the most this past weekend at TPC Craig's Ranch. Any thoughts about the course itself or, or about the events uh, or, or, or Jakey, either one of you? Good, Jim. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. <laughs> go ahead. So, I mean, I, I only watched a little bit. Uh, obviously, like, kind of a, a KH Lee who's been kind of a grinder, been playing well for a few years, and, uh, you know, gets a gets a win. I don't think the golf course really did anything for me in, in the minimal viewing. I watched a little bit on Sunday, which obviously kind of different because it was uh, soaking wet and, and right. pouring rain, but... And then a little bit on Thursday, and to me, it was just very kind of reminded me of Wells Fargo. To be be honest with you, it had similar vibes to that course, um, and ob- obviously too, it was uh, kind of defenseless. I think the cut was minus six, which is crazy, freaking wild when you hear yeah. that. So yeah, I mean overall, it's I think it's just an unfortunate thing that uh, it's kind of getting a little watered down at certain points in the season, and I think this was one of those weeks. Yeah, I agree. It was it was fairly benign, uh, especially with the scoring the way it was. Um, you know, for for a tournament, uh, you look at what they were trying to set up with some of their par threes and bring that party atmosphere, like the waste management, if you will. Um, I, I don't think they accomplished that. Obviously, they're not at full capacity yet, but um, scoring like that isn't going to make it exciting just because people are scoring. So. Um, I, I just hope that they, they figure out what they need to do with the course. I think there's a contract for this event there. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's a contract, too. Um, it is. So, yeah. I sure as shit don't want to see the scoreline at 25 under and the cut at 6 under. You know, a guy's out here shooting 10 under and he's T50. So, um, definitely not what I like to see for the scoring. Um, let them score on the, you know, like the, that par three they have set up. It's like 140, you know, completely enclosed in grandstands. Sure, but um, everything else, man, I, I was underwhelmed by the course and underwhelmed by the score line. I think after the second day, I didn't even want to watch it. Sam Burns was at 17 under, so. Yeah, I, you know, I did see, well, obviously we had some of the similar weather here in Houston and it was pouring up there as well. I know they had a rain delay maybe twice on Sunday. So they were playing lift clean in place most of the weekend, which that helps some of the scoring. But uh, yeah, I mean, even in a slosh fest like that, someone to get to 25 under is absolutely wild. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. And I know, like you said, Vinny, I didn't even see why the contract moved from Trinity Forest to this one. Because I know know some of the players didn't like Trinity Forest, but they'd only been there for two or three years. So interested to see... I don't know if you guys saw why they moved or not because I didn't see it, but uh, yeah, hopefully I heard they some stuff. Okay, was it because the players were complaining? I, I I'm not quite he, sure. It was a two-parter. Yeah, you had there were some complaints from players. They play it during a time of year when I think you know you you guys live down there. It's a rainy season, and that's a golf course that without rain is kind of like Trinity Forest. I'm talking about golf right. course when that call, golf course doesn't get rain and it's dry. It's like completely different in terms of the strategy that it, it uh, requires from players. 
And then I think the thing that was really big was logistics, right? Not super close to the downtown I, area yeah, and, yeah. and little to no shade because it's built on an old dump or some kind of, uh, yeah. um, you know, dump type area redevelopment. Yeah. So like there, there was no trees and I know that there was a lot of complaints last year about people, uh, not having any, basically any shelter from the sun. So, uh, that was a factor. Interesting. I'm actually, this is kind of off topic, but the Texas mid-am match play, which I try to play in every year, is at Trinity Forest this year in, in July, late July. So oh, that's awesome. I will, I will let everybody know what it is like out there. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, it's a, it's a good event, but anyways, congrats to KH Lee. Sam Burns continues his heater. He won the week before, uh, the, uh, before the, Oh my gosh, Ken blanking right now. We're we're Rory won, but he's coming off a win. Uh had a chance to get it done on the on the weekend, just on Sunday. Couldn't really do too much. He only shot two under, which was still, you know, a good round, but considering he had shot, you know, six under or better the first three days, up to do it four days in a row, uh, and get the job done. I saw that Sink, who when he won at Harbor Town, was one of only eight guys to uh, be shoot nine under the first day and then shoot a seven under or better the second day and go on to win. There's been like 85 guys that have, have done that. Sam Burns was one of them, couldn't close. So you just see how hard it is to play four days in a row, you know, seven under or better, just so tough. Um, especially all these guys are just really, really good. But Daniel Berger finished in the top five. Uh, Johnny Vegas was up there. Spieth again, finished T9, shot only one under on I say only one under on Sunday, just everybody else was picking up shots on him, but another T10 for him. Uh, Harris English, Will Zalatoris all up there. So uh, a lot of the big names playing well as we're going into major championship week, which is this week at Kiowa Island. Let's go ahead and jump over to that. Uh, Coming off of, like I said, Rory McIlroy's win uh, about 10 years ago, there have been some changes to it, uh, but very similar golf course. Looks like the weather's going to be nice. I've seen. More Cowell put up some videos of the place. I saw a little bit of the PGA or Golf Channel Live today. Looking lush out there. Really excited to see uh, them play out there this week. I haven't heard too much about more Cowell going in. You know, he won a few, I'd say about a month and a half ago at the WGC. But he's coming in as the defending champ. Uh, everybody knows the shot he hit last year that was the one that won it for him. But uh, guys, curious as to your thoughts before we talk about the tournament. What you guys are thinking about Morikawa's chance of repeating as PGA champ this year, Jake? What do you think? Um, man, that's a really great question. Really tough question. Really, uh, I I don't know. Like, uh, how should I put this? Great course for him, I think. His game travels. If if he's striking it like we know he can, he's always right there. And I think those greens aren't as crazy as people give them sort of credit for being. Right. Um, which is we we know is his big struggle. I don't see like he's such a young dude to go back to back in majors like that to defend. And I know that Brooks did it at like a fairly young age as well. I don't think this is going to be Collins' week, but I also think that uh, he's a guy. He will be there. Like you know, he might be lurking, but uh, I I do think he's got a really good chance of at least making some noise and and being part of the conversation. Yeah, I don't, you know, he's not having quite the ball striking year like he had last year, but he is second yeah. in green in greens and reg right now behind old man Stuart Sink and only <laughs> by like a tenth, tenth of a shot. Wow, that Stuart Sink's leading. Uh, but uh, Vinny, what do you think about old Morikawa and his chances at, at defending this week? Would love to see him defend, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on board with Jake here. 
Um, I don't think he was he's trending in the right direction up to this event. Um, you know, played pretty well at the RBC. I think he missed the cut at the Zurich, and I don't think he's played since, actually. So um, whether a few weeks of rest or some extra time out of Kiowa are going to benefit him or not, I'm not sure. I think he was playing a lot leading into Harding Park last year and playing well. And then, uh, and that you know, and then won a big tournament on a on what I think is a a sick golf course. So, um, it was just different though. Its teeth are gonna come if it, you know, what what the conditions are gonna be like, and right. Um, so I I think last year it was a tough golf course, but pretty moderate weather out in San Fran. But I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. I think. I think a rookie may win it. I just don't think it's him. Wow. Okay. Whoa. Big little uh, maybe foreshadow. Oh, so oh, the second year rookie. Yeah. Redshirt freshman. The sophomore. The sophomore. He's a fifth year. He's a fifth year senior. It's fine. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, All right. Well, as we're talking about some stats, guys coming in, just so everybody knows, leaders in top ten finishes this year: John Rahm with nine, Corey Connors and Jordan Spieth with seven. Smith and Zalatoris are up there in T4 with six. Scoring average leading on tour right now is Victor Hovland. Right behind Hovland is Justin Thomas and Xander Schauffele. Driving distance, which I'm not sure it matters this week or not. Bryson, obviously, at first. But then right behind him, Rory and Cameron Champ. Wyndham Clark at fourth in driving distance. And then Will Gordon in fifth. And then on the greens and around the greens, greens and regs, Stuart Sink and Morikawa, like I said, one, two. Emiliano Grillo, John Rahm, and Matthew Naismith round out the top five there. And then uh, strokes gain putting. Like we said, not sure putting. I mean, obviously you need to make putts, but I'm not sure it's this is the week where it's the biggest factor. But Louis Oosthuizen leading in uh, over one stroke gain putting. Patrick Reed second. He's also just over one. And then Brendan Todd, JT Poston, and Zach Johnson right there. Guys, let's go ahead and rattle through some power rankings real quick. Then we'll talk about the golf course and come back to our picks. Will Zalatoris, 20th. Obviously, everybody knows about him coming off a runner-up at the Masters. Top 20 machine. Got power, precision. Will it pay off this week? Don't know. Sam Burns, 19th. Got the win at the Valspar, which is what I was scrambling to figure out. He was the winner there. But also had the lead at Byron Nelson this past week through 36 and 54 holes. Solo second. Charles Schwartzel, who ha- is on a nice little run right now, he's 18th. He had a T3 this past week at Craig's Ranch, but also had two top 20s before that. DJ, 17th. Crazy to think that a year ago you would have been like, oh, he's going to be a top fiver after his Masters championship, but kind of faltered a little. Corey Connors, who's been a top 10 machine, 16th. Louis Oosthuizen, leading in strokes game putting. He's 15th. Keegan Bradley, who's been playing very well lately, 14th. Morikawa, 13th. Cam Smith, the best hair on tour. Kind of off the win in the partner event with Leishman down in New Orleans. Jordan Spieth, 11th. Webb Simpson, 10th. Fitzpatrick, 9th. Daniel Berger, finally starting to get it going. He's an 8th. Mark Leishman, again, won two or three weeks ago in the partner event. John Rahm, 6th. JT, 5th. Xander Shoffley, 4th. Victor Hovland, 3rd. Bryson DeChambeau, 2nd. And Rory McIlroy coming in as the defending Kiowa champ. Also the winner at Quail Hollow, who that's his third win there. Uh, comes in at number one, guys. What do we what do we think about Kiowa Island? We tried to actually do our Ryder Cup there this year, uh, but because of this, it was really really expensive. 
What are you guys looking forward to the most this week about Kiwa Island and the PGA Championship? Jakey, we'll start with you. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm pumped to see like what I think will. Uh, I was kind of talking to you guys about it actually before we get on. I just think it's going to be a very open major. Like I think it's a course where tons of different players can compete. Tons of different players can um, be right there in the mix. And it's also a place where like weather is going to play just such a massive factor. Wind always blows there. It can be oppressive at times, um, especially if it's like out of the uh, whatever the, the non-primary direction is. I'm kind of blanking on that right now. I was doing some reading earlier, but it just seems as though like this is going to be one of those majors uh, where the cream's going to rise. I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of surprises at this golf course. I think it rewards um, you know some of those those better players, those guys who can really manipulate what they're doing with the golf ball. Um, and, and I would I would look at players that actively do that, that move it around up and down in terms of trajectories and, and can go, you know, kind of both ways with it uh, as well. I, I think it's a, a golf course that really re- is going to reward um, uh, that control factor. Did you guys see that the golf course is playing at 7,800 yards or could play up to 7,800 yards? Could Could play up to. Yeah. I, I know they won't, but it's still crazy. The longest track. It's wild. How that long is just that um, outrageous. Um, yeah, and the, I guess there's par fours around 500 yards. I mean, just absolutely wild. Die, Pete Dye course. What do you guys think about Pete Dye courses? Jake, are you a fan? Yeah, I'm a fan. I think some of them are extreme, but I think like overall, um, you know, we forget that like a lot of the ones that we see on TV are ones that he was asked to build like to essentially try to, you know, break the will of tour players. So like PGA West and TPC Scottsdale or sorry, sorry, TPC uh, Sawgrass. But then like, you know, think about Harbortown, right? Like so short and tight and quirky and it's really not built for pros and yet pros love going to play it. Um, so yeah, I like Pete Dye. I think Pete Dye's got some really cool stuff. Vinny, what are you thinking about this week at PGA Championship at Kiwa? One, love this course, actually. Uh, I think it has one of my favorite par threes out of most of the courses that majors get played at. 17, I think, is a, a great hole. It's super intimidating. Um, you can see some really big numbers. Um, and you can also see people stay in the scoring average by just by making pars. I think that it, it's a great hole. So, again, love this course. Obviously, I don't want to see people it's a major. I don't want to see people destroying this place. Playing long, great. If it's windy, great. Um, I again am a, like I think majors. You know, winners winners at less than ten under would be ideal. I, I don't. I don't think it's gonna get there. I think we're gonna see it at eight under for the week. Rory won it by eight shots. 13 under par back in uh, 2012. Obviously, I know a little bit different golf course now, and uh, I'm not sure we'll see an eight-shot victory this week. But uh, just to just to uh, put that out there, yeah, they've they've lengthened you know most of the golf course. Weather's looking pretty good, so we'll see if the course is enough to be a teeth on its own, or if uh, they're going to need some wind to kick up uh, to come out there and show some things. I'm really excited about Kiwa. I think it's one of the great golf courses in the U.S. Uh, you know, they play there, it looks like, about every eight to ten years or so. I wish that there was a tour event there every couple of years because it's just a fantastic golf course. 
Um, and you know, one that the PGA has done a great job taking their, their major championship there. Excited to see them, you know, one of the best fields that you're going to see all year. You also get to see the 20 top teaching professionals get their chance at, uh, making a nice little paycheck out there with all the pros. So, you know, pay attention to those guys. There's always one or two that makes the cut and you can see that, uh, you know, not the normal everyday golfer can make a PGA championship because they're, you know, a lot better than most amateurs, but Still fun to see guys that uh, you know are hitting out there our distances playing in these these championships. Um, guys, let's go ahead and jump into our picks for the PGA Championship. Uh, I we did not have well we did do I guess last week we put them out. I don't remember who finished first, second, or third. So we'll just go ahead and go to Vinny. We'll give you the first pick this week since you won the pool last year. Who are you taking for the 2021 PGA Championship? Well. I did take Cam Champ last week. Um, finished T fifty five at ten under, which is okay. still baffling. Um, yeah, I think so this I had is Bryson. He finished the same spot. Yeah. I think this is a a rookie who isn't afraid to uh, to make certain things happen on the golf course and not afraid of this distance. And again, inside the top five power rankings for the week, but I'm taking Victor Hovland to to win out here at Kiowa this. That'd be awesome. That's a great pick. Yep, third on the power rankings. Three consecutive top threes coming in. He nobody hotter than him. Uh, Jakey, who are you thinking this week? I took Ryan Palmer last week. He was T forty seven. You got the win last week. Yeah. So I'm gonna take uh, someone. Not one of my favorite golfers. I haven't taken him yet this year. I think this is a really good golf course for him, especially because he is a like he's not a creative until he gets to the wedges and then he can do some pretty wild stuff. So I'm going to actually take JT this week to win uh, at wow. Kiowa. Okay. Um, I did see, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Bones caddy for JT one time. They got to win. Bones is caddying this week for Max Homa because Homa's right. caddy got into the U.S. Amateur Four Ball Championship out of Chambers Bay, which is pretty sweet. At, uh, he's got a caddy that's nails. So he is going out this week, and Homo was able to secure bones for the bag, so curious to see how he does this week. I am going a little bit of a different direction, a guy that I'm not sure I've taken in a year or two. But I am going with uh, Big Leash, Mark Leishman, this week to wow. win the PGA Championship at uh, at Kiowa. I think he's he's been playing really well. You know, Obviously, a little bit of a different win in the team event there with his fellow countryman Cameron Smith but he's playing very very well I think that uh, Leach has got as good a chance as anybody out there he's got the length he's been scoring very well on par threes and par fives this year um, and he was able I guess able he's old so he played in it back in 2012 as well <laughs> so he's got some experience uh, at the course uh, so yeah I'm riding with Mark Leishman this week guys what do we think uh, we'll well, I was going to pick Hovland as one of the guys we we're going to talk about. Vinny's got him winning. So I guess, Jake, you and I can discuss. But how do you think old Hovland's going to do this week coming in? Like I said, three consecutive top threes, uh, third on the power ranking. So he's all over the threes. Do you think Hovland went, uh, top fives this week, Jakey? Or what's your thoughts? Ooh, top five. I don't – God, he's always there. I don't think he top fives. But I, I will say that I think it's a great pick by Vince and one that I kind of did consider – He's just been unbelievable this year when you really think about it. Uh, I mean, he's been there more often um, than I thought, than I think we would have thought him to be. 
And then on top of that, too, I still don't think he's really reached his potential around the green. He's gotten better, but I mean, it's still a weak, a weak uh, spot in his game. Um, I think he's just such a beast off the tee. He's such a good ball striker. Uh, and I think, yeah, I mean, it's a great pick. It's, it's going to be a great pick for years to come. To me, he's like the most threatening player on the European Ryder Cup team, too. Like, I can see him just blitzing whoever he faces. Very excited to see him in the Ryder Cup this year. Yeah. You think he's oh, more yeah. dangerous than John Rahm? I do. I do. I, I, and I'm not saying that because I think Rahm, I just think it's a right now thing. I think overall, there's something about Rahm that we haven't fully quantified yet. Like, he, he is a, a generational talent, similar to like when we saw Rory 10 years ago. Um, but I think right now, like Hovland's in this groove where it almost doesn't matter how average he is on and around the greens because he's just so fucking good everywhere else. It's pretty unbelievable, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he is, uh, like I said, tops on tour and adjusted scoring, seventh in all around scoring, and sixth in strokes, strokes gained T to green. I mean, so like, imagine, is, sorry, I, I, mean, good. I was just, I'm sitting here thinking, like, Imagine if you like, let's just say that you're like a top tier player. Like, I know it's hard to put yourself in that headspace, but like you're playing against a guy who's so elite, it, especially in, in a, I know we're not talking about the Ryder Cup, but if, we're, if we were talking about match play, he'd be demoralizing to play against because all he does, all he does is pound it down the fairway and then hit a green. Like, yep. that's a hard, that's a hard thing to deal with. You know what I mean? I mean yeah, just, Tom wouldn't do very well there. No. And I, I think he'd probably be a few steps better if he didn't have certain chipping or putting woes that he's kind of overcome rather quickly this year. Um, I, I know last week they were talking about it. They, they added a bunch of counterbalancing to his putter and I saw that was yeah. putting very well. So um, the cer- certain small changes that, you know, amateurs try, they fucking help for pros too, man. It helps. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm riding high on Hovland. I think he top sends it. I'm not sure he top fives it, but I think he's, you know, he's going to be around Friday, Saturday. We'll see if he can get it into Sunday. Um, an exciting guy to watch for sure. I think, you know, definitely one of the top two or three guys we got to worry about this year on the European Ryder Cup team. Um, pretty nasty that right now they have him, Rory, and and Rom all right there. And so, uh, yeah, they got a they got a great team. Um, Bryson DeChambeau is second on the power rankings. U.S. Open champion last year, had a chance at the PGA kind of as a backdoor, wasn't really there, but played nasty on Sunday. Uh, obviously, bombs it, leading tour in distance, but also doing very well in strokes gained off the tee and tee to green. Number one in the FedEx Cup right now. How do we think Bryson does this week, fellas? Do we think he finishes inside the top 10 at Kiowa? Uh, Vinny? Uh, Major choice? No. <laughs> so... I, here's my thing about Bryson is he's just so hot and cold because he doesn't know what he's going to get out of the driver. Um, again, a course that he can't be, he shouldn't be afraid of. It's playing 7,800. It's just, I, I haven't had faith in him. I, I don't think he's the same creative player he was. And uh, again, I don't think it's just, I'll, I'll say it a hundred times. I don't think that game is built for what he's trying to accomplish. I just don't. Okay. Jakey, you think the same thing or? Um, yeah, I feel a similar way. I think 
it could set up really great for him, but it's also a course that has enough like weirdness to it that I could see him struggling. Now, the same thing that like kind of fucks him up at Augusta, which is the fact that he has to read greens and like not really use empirical data to get his little, you know, calculations. That's going to go away here because he can actually even use a range finder, which I feel like for Bryson is like that is right up his alley. You know, he can shoot bunker lips. He can shoot the flag. He can shoot the blonde mm-hmm. lady who's sitting, you know, on the back of the green. He can get any number he wants now and confirm it. And I think for Bryson, we don't really realize how like important that confirmation of information is to his confidence. So I actually think he's he's definitely going to be in the mix and has a chance uh, big time here. Yeah, yeah. The rangefinder was something I had jotted down to chat about. Uh, I think Bryson, one of those guys that definitely will benefit from it, going to slow down his play even more. But uh, yeah, definitely, I think Bryson's in the mix on Sunday. In the top ten, I have him. We'll see. You know what he does. He didn't play this well that well this past week in Dallas. But uh, again, you know, a little bit of weather conditions there, and it was just crazy scoring. Um, all right, number one in the power rankings coming off a win two weeks ago at the Wells Fargo. Rory McIlroy is playing as well as you need to going into a, a PGA Championship where he already won by eight shots. How do we think Rory does this week? Does he continue his hot form inside the top 10 as well? I'm going to go ahead and say yes again. I think this is going to be a very, very top-heavy field. And I think Roy's got as good a chance as anybody else in the top 10 or 15 on the power rankings to win this week. Vinny, what are you thinking about Roy's chances? Definitely top 10, top five, maybe a win. Um, if there's anything that gets you feeling good about your game, it's going out and winning at a course that you've already won at. Um, I would think that that's like a huge confidence booster. Winning at Quail Hollow, coming out, at it, having already won at Kiowa, um, I think that... You know, lets him keep riding that high, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Rory win another one in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, he looked different, right? We kept saying all year. You know, he struggled with wedge distances. His swing looked a little bit out of rhythm. Um, you know, there were some things that I read that you know he he went home for those couple weeks, couple small tweaks. Had a couple people look at him. And he goes out and wins. I mean, at Wells Fargo, don't forget, like, Quail Hollow is kind of, that's like the quintessential Rory course. Yeah, that's but his spot. That is his spot. And, and we also have to remember, too, I think there's a lot of factors going into people being like, okay, Rory won here, so he should be, like, near the top of the list to win again. And, and rightfully so, because of what he did at Quail Hollow, right? Like, if he was, if he played like shit at Quail, Quail Hollow and we were still looking at the rest of his year, I don't think we would be talking about Rory the same way right now. When he did win here, though, it rained, which was very rare. And that golf course was very soft, which is also very rare for for Kiowa. So I just don't think that you can take what he did then and what uh, he could do now and put them in the same vein. It's uh, definitely going to be a different challenge. But the win at at, uh, at Quail Hollow does make you think, uh, and the way he did it does make you think that uh, you know maybe maybe he's back in the mix. The guy, the guy's like me. He's he said he's only going to play a cut now. Maybe that's what it takes. Maybe that's what it takes. I don't know. 
Hopefully he doesn't hit a block like you and I are right oh, now as our miss. Fuck that block, dude. Oh man, but uh, yeah, I mean, also he got the first win as a as a father, which I think is huge. Big. Uh, two uh, two weeks ago, so we'll see see what happens for Rory. Uh, a couple other guys, twenty twenty one Masters champion Hideki in the field, obviously hadn't played in a few weeks. Did play this past weekend, uh, shot eleven or twelve under, you know, somewhere down the list. How do we think Hideki does this this week coming into uh, you know what is a different championship from obviously Augusta at Kiowa? Uh, Jakey, what are your thoughts on Hideki? Tough one, tough one. No real expectations on on Hideki. I think if Hideki still does it matter? Has a mas- does it? It, do- it doesn't matter if he still has a Masters hangover. All credit to him. Like if he if he missed the cut and they were like, what happened? He was like, man, I just been like really sucking down good like japanese whiskey i'd be like all right i understand You're a lot good. of sake bombs back with the boys yeah, i think i think it's it's hard for us to gauge because he just hasn't played really since that win um and then he it's hard to even gauge like last week right he goes out to play tpc pillow fight and he can't go low enough that's just kind of what it is you know it doesn't mean that a guy with his skill set and his ball striking ability you know, can't flip a switch, turn it on, and be right there uh, this week. So, Benny, what do you think about Dougie? Yeah, I don't think he has anything to to worry about. Just go out there with a smile on his face, like won him at fucking Masters, and and uh, and play some golf. I, I think this year for him is going to, regardless if he misses the next twelve cuts, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be an amazing year for him. So, again, no, there's no low hanging fruit for Hideki and. You know, I don't think he played great. I actually watched him play a few holes at, you know, at Craig Ranch. Let, let's just call it 12 under. Like, that was pretty much people shooting even for these guys out there this week. Right. Yeah. If you look at the total field, I think there was only, like, 12 guys over par prior, you know, even before the cut, kind of. It, it was outrageous. So, yeah, I, I mean, a really tough gauge. So I, I again, he goes out there a major champion, and say he's one of the top ten guys, which he is, and oh, you just play some golf. At this point in time, he should still be partying. I agree with Jake. Yep, yep, I agree. Uh, the last guy we want to talk about is two-time PGA champion Brooks Kapka coming in playing okay. I think he missed the cut. He did miss the cut this past week. He shot three under. Uh, he actually lost to KJ Choi. And Hunter Mahan in, in Dallas. <laughs> so that's not great. But uh, what do we think about, uh, you know, Brooks? Obviously, he could turn it on. He is the big game hunter for major championships, always up around the leaderboard. Had a chance to win last year. Um, you know, obviously had a little bit of a health issue, it seems like, but uh, was right there. Wouldn't be surprised if he's right there this Sunday. Vinny, what are you thinking about Brooks? So uh, I'm not sure, truly, but he, as much as I've been reading, He's been saying he's really excited for for Kiowa, whether that means he's ready or not, or if he's feeling right or not. Um, that's a completely different story. But I think when Brooks is talking, you know, he's got some fire under his ass. Like he likes to call people out. He likes to say he's feeling great and playing some good golf and uh, and whatever it is. Um, if it just happens to come out right before a major and he goes down with it, like I like that fire. So um, again, I don't know if he's ready. My biggest concern hasn't been scoring. Um, you know, he's missed the last two cuts he's played in mm-hmm. with a minor knee surgery in the middle. And, and honestly, he's missed like six cuts this year. 
um, in 2021. So where is he at? I have no idea, considering he has a win and six missed cuts. Right. Jakey? <laughs> I don't see it, It's which is unfortunate, because I think this golf course is, like, if you, if you were going to pick one guy, if the slate was clean, no injuries, we didn't have a lot of, like, bad play coming in, I think I would really have thought about him first on my list. I just don't think that he is 100%. I think he's really, you know, trying to push the limits with what, you know, his body's giving him at this point. And uh, I I don't know. But if you look at it, I mean, it's a very Brooks golf course. Very much so. I I, I just don't think if uh, the injury is as significant as he is. Like, I, I saw reports this week. He's still doing kind of like that, that like lunging motion to read putts. He doesn't want to pick the ball up out of the hole right. in certain situations. It's like, okay, well, if you're that banged up, I, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Yep. I agree. All right, well, let's uh, – two more things real quick, and then we'll jump in and some personal things and let everybody go watch PGA. Uh, winning score in 2012 was 13 under. I'm going to set the over-under at 11. What do we think over-under for the winning score this week? 11 under par. Uh, Vinny, we'll start with you. Yeah, I'm going to say under. I thought it was going to be around eight. So okay. I'll say, yeah, eight. We'll stay right there. Jakey, over or under 11 under par? I'm, I'm going with Vince as well. Under. Okay. Uh, I would love to see under. I just don't see it. I think, uh, I think 12, 13 under par is, is the winning score uh, this week. We'll see. I, I would love to see a PGA where it's like, you know, six, seven, eight under par would be great. Um, and then the other one I wanted to do is over or under one and a half PGA professional teaching professionals making the cut this week. Ooh, how, how many are in think? the field? There's 20. Okay. Okay. What was the number you just threw out as the over under? One and a half. Oof. That's a great number. I'm going to go. Shit. Uh, I'm gonna go over two guys. Okay, two guys yeah, making two. it. Yeah, uh, Vinny, what do you think? Um, I'm gonna say under specifically because I don't know. I and it's funny. I'm sitting here looking at the pool right now, and Omar Uresti is actually ranked higher than John Daly in this. So I have no idea. <laughs> That's not surprising, <laughs> but. Um, I'm gonna say under. Okay, I'm, under. He went. I'm going. I'm going over. I think two people will make it. I think Omar makes it, and I'm gonna go with one other guy. We'll see. Hopefully, I, I don't know. Make for good television. Um, but uh, always fun to watch those guys play Shit, it. Omar might win it. So he did make the cut in the 2017 <laughs> PGA Championship. Yeah. He's. This is like his tenth one. He's played it. I mean, he's, well, <laughs> as a teaching professional, he played in like you know another ten as a. PJ professional. Um, all right. Anyways, guys, let's go ahead and we're going to wrap up PJ. Good luck to everybody this week. It is all, I know some of it's televised on ESPN. Um, and then, uh, you know, other, other platforms, obviously as the weekend gets cheaper, uh, Jakey, you had a little bit of a, I guess a major championship for yourself. Uh, I know you're playing in the Wednesday, <laughs> you're playing in the Wednesday league at the club, but you also yeah. had uh, some other things this past week. So, you know, tell the viewers what, uh, what she got cooking. Yeah, no, so I played, been doing men's league, 
which has been you know competitive nine hole league. It's been interesting to say the least. My play has not been all that great. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, I signed up for the open uh, at my club, which is basically uh, it's a it's handicapped, and, and there's two qualifiers, uh, eighteen hole stroke play qualifiers. And then that moves you into a match play bracket that gets played across the entire summer. Uh, so I went in, you know, like really no expectations, but I've been, I've been playing a lot of golf. So uh, I played, you know, a couple of rounds last week at a couple of different places. And then Friday afternoon, I was just going to go practice. And my buddy said, let's go, let's go play, which was honestly the, the best thing that could have happened. So he's like, he let's, let's go play a couple holes and, and have a couple of beers. And um, I was, like I said, I was playing this qualifier Saturday. But thank God we played because the golf course was so freaking firm, so fast. And I, I would not have known that had I not played Friday. So I went into the day Saturday just telling myself, like, all right, dude, you just got to make pars and bogeys. Like, if you just make pars and bogeys, like, you're cruising. This will not be a problem. And then I proceeded to three-putt the first hole for double. And I was Nerf. like... It's pure nerves, dude. Okay. Pure nerves. But it, this this actually is important for the end of this story. So I three putt the first hole for double. After hit, like I hit the fairway, came up a little short, uh, got my chip above the flag, and then just couldn't stop it. And the the first green is like very tricky green. Vince's play there. It's kind of like hard left to right, front to back is the best way to imagine. So the whole basically from there though, I turn it turn it around. I make a couple birdies. Um, at one point, I think I was like third on the leaderboard, you know, with my, with my strokes, I was like one under. Uh, do you strokes. know where you are? Is there like a yeah, live? Yeah. They have the GGID, like you guys use it at Pine Forest. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so I make the turn and I'm, I'm, I'm in the top 10 and with my strokes, I think I was even or, or one under at that point. Um, and I birdie 10 and then I lip out a birdie on 11. And then I go to uh, 12, which is the hardest golf, like hardest hole in the golf course. I make an unbelievable up and down for par with a stroke. And I'm like, oh, baby, we're going. Like, this is it. We're, we might meddle this thing. Like, we are flying high. <laughs> of course, as soon as you think that, I get a case of the blocks. And when I tell you I get a case of the blocks, it was like I couldn't not block it. So this was point. on 15 when you started getting blocks? No, I blocked one on 13 and almost still made par. Then 14, I make a very bad double on a hole that sets up really well for me normally. 15, I get completely rammed in the ass and make a double. Worst break of the day. <laughs> Just, I hit the green with a wedge. It was so firm. I hit this down slope, hit the green 80 yards out. Just an easy little pitch up there. Hit this down slope, shoots it over the back of the green to a spot that is completely dead. Double there. Um... I survived 16 with an incredible up and down. Then I hit the the absolute mega block on 17. I blocked this thing into a different zip code on 17. Oh boy, make make double. Then on 18, I still have a chance to make the cut on the number, no problems. And I miss a five footer for birdie on 18. So I'm like, I'm ready to go slam my trunk and get the hell out of there. And the the head pro John, he's like, hey, don't leave. I'm like, John, they're only taking the top um, 16 in ties, I think it was. And I was like 25. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm T25. 
Like, there's no way he goes, this line is going to move. I'm telling you right now, this line is going to move. Like, you have a chance. Because he saw my card. Like, he saw how bad that, like, five-hole stretch was, I think. He's like, you, you just, you got a chance. Like, you might be in a playoff. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, guys are buying me beers. I'm, like, having a couple beers. And, and then I'm watching the leaderboard, and it's like, it is trickling a little bit. So I'm, like, T20. I'm like, man, I got to stop drinking. I got to go to the range. So I go to the range. I'm, I'm hitting some balls. The best thing that could have happened, storm rolls in. And they keep the players out on the golf course. And, dude, the numbers just start going through the roof. And I'm watching my thing go further and further. All of a sudden, there's one group left on the golf course. This dude's on 18, which is a par 5. And there's water fronting the green. He's in the fairway. He needs to make par. He has par. If he makes par with a stroke, he, he goes through and he knocks out five of us that were tied. So he, he gets it over the water, but short of the green. He's walking up to the green and some dude... From the patio, the patio overlooks the 18th green. Some dude goes, "Hey man, you just gotta make a two putt here, and you send all these guys home. But if you miss it, <laughs> you're going home, bro. Like or something like along those lines." This dude, white, it was white as a sheet. Oh, I love it. Can't get up and down. Makes bogey. So then it's a five for one playoff. And let me tell you, I am now nervous again. So it's a five <laughs> for one playoff on number one, which eats my lunch. Day in and day out. It is a very hard hole for somebody that does not draw the ball. It basically requires two draws. Draw off the tee and then another draw into the green. So we get on the we get on the box. It's me, this other guy that I know who's a, a pretty good player. He's like a four. Uh, a dude that I played with uh, before. I don't really know a lot about his game. We only played a couple holes together and then two people I don't know. And so you're playing I, I know a five-some for it's, this it, Yes, it's a five-for-one playoff. Oh, man. <laughs> so it's, it's a five-for-one playoff. Not to mention, there's about 80 people in carts oh, yeah. line, lining the hole, you know? And I, I, I'd experienced this before at a member guest uh, when I was in a little bit of a shootout, too. But, uh, and, and I don't want to get too specific because I know this story's taking a little bit of time. But No, uh, no, I love it. I love it. Is, did, uh, uh, were there shots for anybody or is everybody just playing this straight up? It was straight up. Straight mm-hmm. up. Okay. So... Well, every, basically, it would not have been straight up. But number one at my course is like the third hardest hole. So everybody was getting a shot. So at that point, it was straight got up. It, got it, got it, right? So we get to the tee. We draw for who goes first. And it's I'm, I'm off the tee first. <laughs> now, that I actually like that personally because I, what I did was when I went to the range, I was like, you're only hitting two clubs, dude. You're hitting hybrid and you're hitting eight iron. And you're not hitting anything else. Just hit it. Trying to draw your hybrid, try to draw an eight iron because that's what you're going to need. So I get on the tee and I, I I didn't turn it over. I hit it like dead straight, hit it through the fairway. It's just in the right rough, no big deal. And everybody else goes, leaves it in an okay spot, except for the best player in that group. He hits a very nice ball, like kind of turning over, runs down the fairway. He's probably got like 120 in, and I have like about. 160 let's say so i get to my ball sit and find the rough whatever i shoot the flag and the 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 flag is on the front left portion of this green and i'm going it's it's 165 and i'm like all right man you're no one 160 ish 160 ish i'm like dude you're you're just like you're you're juiced just like grab this eight iron and just rip this freaking thing like no big deal you cannot hit this over the green right dude i hit it over, I mean, it was on perfect line. When I hit it, I thought it was going to be tight. 
It goes maybe 15 feet past the flag, bounces once on this rock hard green, goes over. I am in like the dead zone. As dead as you, that's a one spot you can't be as deep. So everybody else goes. Um, uh, there's bunkers left and right. The, the best player in the group puts it in the right bunker from the middle of the fairway, which is 120. Yeah, I, I think I think he was nervous, dude. So he he kind of queefs one in the right bunker. <laughs> this other dude that hit a bad tee ball actually hit an incredible shot. He puts it in the left bunker, and the last guy to go was this dude who was a little bit older, and he hit like a driver off that tee, which is very hard to do, and to keep it in the fairway. He had driver rolled it all the way up to about 100 yards. And then tried to hit this kind of like punch ball to, to kind of roll it up the front of this. The, the green has like a false front. Right. And um, it goes up the false front and then comes back down. So no one has hit the green. The, there's one dude who I, I didn't know anything about his game. He left it just in like just inside the rough left of the green. I mean, it was almost on the fringe. He could probably putt it, I thought. Um, so we get up there and I, I got to go first because I'm way, well over. Uh, and I had this just so slick straight down the hill right to left the pin is front now as i'm looking back down the green from back front right and the lie is not great but it was okay and i had hit a shot earlier in the day on like the sixth hole that was pretty similar and i was like all right dude like you just got to hit this so good like if you don't hit this good it's off the front of the green and you're you're donezo and i hit it i thought it came out too hot it must have had just enough grab to it because it got on the right side of the green, this right little sideboard starts trickling down and I'm going, fuck, that might go in. And it's, then it starts running a little bit left. I'm like, all right, it's going to miss left, but I think it got the right speed and it it's like about three feet. Oh, love everybody. It. Oh dude. And like everybody around, I just hear whispers in the back where some dudes like, I cannot fucking believe he stopped. Like people <laughs> were stunned. So now at this point, I'm, I'm saying like, all right, dude, you just got, you cannot watch anybody now. You just got to be in your own zone. You just got to be thinking about this puck. Cause it's still not even for a three footer when you're nervous, it's a tricky three footer oh, yeah. down the hill still a little bit. Well, the, like the, the next guy goes, he put this one, the, the next dude who goes puts it as hard as he can through a chunk of rough. He did not want anything to do with chipping. And he had actually a really good putt and, and maybe left it like uh, less than a foot short, taps it in. Um, so he, uh, sorry, uh, hits, it, hits it a little bit past. He two putts. So he's in five for four. Um, the dude who was in the best spot possible, he chunks a chip and then almost chips it in. He's in five for four. And the last thing I got to avoid is this, the better player in the group. He has the bunker shot from the easy bunker right. on the right. And he hits it through the green. Then oh, he almost, no. yes, he almost makes the par putt from the fringe, but he leaves it short, five for four. And then I just, I didn't even read the putt. I just went up. I was like, you're not giving this hole away. I just canned it and it was over. That's but awesome. It was, dude, it was honestly sick. Cause then after that, uh, you know, we, we all go back in and I got to sign my card. I get to the bar and I must've had about 15 or 20 people that were like, all right, so did you get lucky or did you hit that shot that good? And I was like, I honestly don't even know. I, I think I blacked out. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really sick, dude. That's it was awesome. Really cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I need you to channel that when we're at Big Theater in two weeks. So just, just remember that feeling. Hey, truthfully, I got to tell you, when it was done, I thought about Big Theater immediately because I was like, maybe you won't be nervous again. Like, honest to God, you just went through that. Like, 
it's going to be, you, you, if I'm playing Tom, like, am I going to be nervous playing Tom now? Probably not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You should never be nervous playing Tom. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was really, really, really cool. Especially coming off some, some bad play and like a, uh, a little bit of a collapse because I did have it actually going for once uh, most of that round. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it was cool. Man. Nice work, too. That's great. Thank so you, what's buddy. next? So now I have to play the number one seed who is the defending champ. But I heard what? a rumor. I heard a rumor because he didn't have to play in a qualifier. I heard a rumor he's been playing very bad. So there is a chance uh, that I could win that next match. Um and then from there, I'm just in the bracket. And uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe it could be, could be the big time upset at that point. Any of your boys get through? Or um, Yes, actually. My one buddy, Matt, who is on my men's league team, he, he, he was one better than me with strokes. Um, he made it through clean. And then a dude who was in my group who, like, I think I have a confidence problem, like where I you know, tell myself I suck. This guy, like, aspirational shit. I, I want to play golf with this guy all the time. He would hit a shot. It would be not great. He would be like, that's it, dude. Just go fucking kill yourself right now. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, I, he got done. His, his yeah. His, his name's Dan, and we got done. I was like, Dan, you, we can play golf together whenever you want, dude, because you make me feel, like, awesome about my golf game and the way I treat myself. It was – he actually – he snuck through. He's he got hammered. He was waiting on the on the deck when we came back from the playoff. He didn't even know the playoff went on. He got so hammered. Um, but yeah, he he's he, he got through as well. That's so, awesome. What a guy. Yeah, yeah it was fun. <clears throat> nice work, dude. Congrats. Thanks, buddy. That is big time. Uh, all right, dude. Well, that's awesome. Those are those are the good feels you want before we go to Big Cedar. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, everybody, we will have Tom and Patty on next week for our yearly preview of Big Cedar Lodge. And then Benny and I will be leaving a week, two weeks from tomorrow to start our trek up there. Jake, you're joining us Thursday. Wednesday night. And Wednesday, Wednesday night. night yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wednesday night, a couple of cocktails. And then uh, everybody else is coming in Thursday. So we'll talk more about that next week. I hope everybody enjoys the PGA Championship this week. Please follow us on Instagram at The Gentleman's Double. Also follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Everywhere we are, leave us some follows, subscribe, leave us some comments. Helps us all out. And uh, feel free to drop in our DMs on Instagram if you have any questions or want to talk about anything. We appreciate all the feedback so far. Vinny, take us home. Well, we got five days of rain on the forecast here in Houston, so no idea if we're going to get out this weekend, to be honest. But, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to hit about 100 putts in the garage, and then we're going to come inside. <laughs> we're going to pour ourselves a double and uh we're gonna watch the pgas we'll be catching y'all after kiowa uh, and for the the preliminary podcast leading up to the gentleman's cup so thanks again and we'll be catching you after the pga championship